Hey everyone, welcome to the Troy Christian High School Chapel Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our Chapel YouTube channel and follow our Chapel Instagram account. Those two places will be the easiest way to check out what's coming up, as well as find some bonus content from our speakers and worship team. Most importantly, I hope the following message challenges and encourages you to grow in your relationship with God as you learn to love God and love others better. Enjoy. All right, Scott, back in the host chair with Tommy Royce. How are you doing? I'm good. You good? You yeah. did a great job hosting uh, last week. I think that that went that went really well. Thank you. And uh, I listened back to it. That was that was a solid that was solid content. I really enjoyed it. We I heard back from a few people um, just how like that that conversation about leadership and what we're doing here. Um, being helpful uh, to them, so that was that was good. So yeah. thanks for hosting last yeah. week. No problem. Yeah, I, de- I think we definitely gave some insight on kind of our values and what is driving our decision making and a lot of what we do, and that's student leadership is being a top priority. Uh, and we're also coming back from the last chapel. Maya Barnishin spoke, um, and she was excellent. Uh, she was student, and she's a senior for those who don't know and just her one just like her delivery and presentation was very good in and of itself but just the spiritual maturity and spiritual leadership that took place um, from her sharing her heart on what God's been teaching her this year uh, that was incredible yeah her her take on um, the, just the role of desperation uh, was I honestly was fresh. Um, it's something, you know, just the idea that like God, God desires this attitude, this position of desperation from us that we, um, that we want and need, uh, our relationship with God. And that's the very thing that desperation is the very thing that Satan is like exploiting in our life, um, was, was just a, was spot on and, and really, really helpful perspective with it. So, um, so really good. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to that, uh, make sure you catch that on either on the, the podcast here or, or on uh, YouTube and uh, you will not regret it, I promise you. Uh, we are coming up to the end of our first semester here, uh, which feels really, really good. Christmas break. Christmas break is a, is like a half of a day and a half away from us oh, right yeah. now. So uh, we're, I'm, I'm pumped. It does feel like an accomplishment to get to this point. Uh, you know, through the year with all of everything that's been going on uh, with minimal interruption. Yeah. You know, so that, that's been, that has been encouraging to, to get to this place. Yeah. I would say with 2020 and all that it's brought, um, that just getting normal things done feels like a major accomplishment compared to uh, just it being what's expected. That's absolutely accurate. Absolutely accurate. Uh, so we're getting ready to go into Christmas break. We've got a couple of weeks off. What do you, this is your first Christmas as a, as a married man, right? It's true. Uh, so what's the plans? How are, how are you and Kayla, you know, how are you going to go about this Christmas season? And it's a little weird too, because it's 2020 still, but. Yeah, we are a little more on the uh, stay home, social distance kind of yep. uh, side of the spectrum when it comes to responding to this. Uh, for those who don't know, my mom has had like chronic health issues uh, most of my life and so she's pretty high risk so we're a little maybe extra careful compared to some others so we 
uh, are still figuring out what our game plan is for who we're visiting and uh, what we're doing and not doing this year. Um, but I'd say that I might be turning the corner on what Christmas means for me now um, because I have a history of being a little bit of a, a Scrooge Ooh, or a Grinch, okay. you know, most of my life. Um, and I think, you know, I think part of that is how my Christmases in the past have been handled. You know, I, uh, um, this is kind of like, I'm not trying to like, you know, criticize my family or anything, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know how not, but like, we're getting on, into some like, yeah, I know you're, you're some counseling. I, know, here. Is, yeah, I feel is, like this is where this is going. Okay. But, uh, get my notebook out. Yeah. So one, I'm, I'm, uh, an only child. So my Christmases have been pretty small and I've only got like, three cousins that live in Ohio. So like things are pretty, uh, small, uneventful usually. But, uh, my average Christmas growing up meant going to my like aunt's house. And then, so I would see my cousins there, but then they'd also invite my cousins, aunts and uncles and cousins who are not my cousins or aunts and uncles. And I'd be spending a day in a house with all these people I don't know and only oh, see like yeah. once a year. Sure. And so, honestly, Christmas was not... I, I prefer the things leading up to Christmas compared to Christmas growing up. Gotcha. But uh, um, now I've got, you know, a new family, yeah. my wife and I. Yeah. We've got a new... We can kind of make our own decisions That's and right. uh, decide how are we going to celebrate as a new family. Yeah. And so I've got a little more positivity with Christmas now because okay. of the new opportunities for what we can do and what we'll choose to do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you guys like decorate the house and, and all the, that good stuff? Yeah. Um, I have ne like, I had never done like Christmas lights before and things like that. And so she's like, let's decorate, let's celebrate, you know? And I'm like, okay. Kayla yeah, is just is... bringing out all the good in Tommy. He's, it's true. It's wild. And so he's a new man. Uh, got just decorations in the house mostly yeah. and um, gifts under the under the tree ready you know wow look at you guys so good stuff man good stuff we um we just moved so we're like kind of enjoying this christmas season in a new house for us and that's that's been like a lot of fun just to kind of figure figure the, those things out and uh eli our son eli just loves i mean he just gets so excited about this time of year so um, it's always it's always good but it's also it tends to be this way for a lot of people it's also can be a very stressful season there's just there tends to be so much going on there's so much there's a lot of pressure um you know i think you know tim mentioned this uh, a, a while ago just the thanksgiving he enjoys thanksgiving better because of the lack of pressure on the gift giving that comes with christmas you know um so there's like this weird uh, almost a dichotomy that's happening in this Christmas season between like it's supposed to be this time of peace and slowing down and yet at the same time there's this like pressure and rush and push for all of these things uh, going on so so yeah, I don't I think, know if that's been your experience too with yeah with I think Christmas. that's part of why I've got that uh I've not embraced Christmas fully yet is uh you know, I read the story, you know, the biblical story of why we're celebrating. And, right. and then I look up in the world and I just see, you know, 
long lines to buy things and commercials and materialism and pressure and all the all these things i'm like is this i don't know i'm i'm just a little skeptical need to i'm getting i'm turning the corner a little bit but i've still got a little bit of that in me that's yeah. like is this really what it's all about is this the greatest thing we can uh we can do here I don't yeah know. Is, is this the best way to celebrate this season you know is this like that that thing that's the kind of the question um at the heart of it and there's a part of it is that there's in all of that rush and pressure and all that stuff there is like uh i think a lot of people find a lot of fun and enjoyment about with being with people um but it is it is kind of that very almost um, confusing time because of because of all that's that's going on at the same time. Um, so uh, so how do we enter into this season and f- and try to like fully capture that idea of of awaiting this gift of of the Christ to come? Right? What is it? You know, what are some of the things as as believers as Christians that we can do um, to kind of come into that season and actually experience? peace and joy um, that that was promised with the Christ well I think it looks different for everybody um, but I can share on one thing that's helped me out Um, I have more enjoyed Christmas when I see it in the context of the Advent season um, as opposed to just like the Christmas season you know the days leading up to Christmas and Christmas Eve and Uh, Christmas Day kind of being the only celebratory uh, aspects there. Um, Advent is part of the church calendar um, along with, you know, Christmas time and Lent and uh, Pentecost and all all these different things that I have kind of become a student of over the past few years. Um, And this and just learning about this has helped me like love the holidays more, not just Christmas, but, um, all the holidays, bringing some sort of, um, meaning and kind of like a spirituality to it all. Um, one thing about me that I think people might not know, um, is that, you know, if you see me at church or at chapel, you know, you'll probably see me with, you know, my hands raised singing a contemporary worship song. But if you took me to your grandma's church and we bring out the hymnals, I'll feel just at yeah. just at home yeah. and just as happy about that, even though it's not in my background. Um, and even though it's not what chapel looks like at all, uh, there's there's a part of me that really loves that style, really loves uh, the history and mm-hmm. the meaning of that approach um, and sees it as very valuable. I think there's kind of a false dichotomy between are you for modern worship or are you traditional and wanting hymnals and all that kind of things yeah so much so that churches will literally like offer a like a split like we're going to try to appease both rather like and i understand i get that i understand that that process because people i think live in that that kind of world rather than trying to grow an appreciation for both by mixing but I think it's it's difficult. I don't know that there's a win either way with that, you know, on, on how you do it. But I'm I am with you on that. I'm I love uh, I love the liturgical approach. I don't know that I could like sit in that all year round. Um, but I I love it as a as a part of how I experience my my faith with that. Yeah, here's what I've thought about for myself is um, 
growing up, you know, as a teenager, you know, uh, in a Christian environment, going to youth group and chapel and whatnot, I loved the energy and the excitement Mm -hmm. that came with like, you know, modern worship songs and all, all that we did in, in kind of youth group and chapel. Um, but as I've gotten older, the more I've liked, the more slowed down approach of the traditional liturgical side of worship. Um, and here's, here's why I think, I think growing up, you, you know, you, as a teenager, especially you, you go to class, you still live with your parents, you do what you're told, life's got kind of a mundane rhythm and routine to it. And anything that kind of throws in a bit of excitement um, and throws you out of that routine is engaging. Um, Adult life, on the other hand, feels more out of sorts and chaotic (laughs) and you don't know what bill is going to show up that you didn't think, you know, you didn't anticipate or you didn't know what problem is going to come up And life seems more kind of wild um, in and of itself. And so anything that brings routine and rhythm and structure and order to it actually is more engaging now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost uh, like it, it is like a release from all of that other kind of stuff. It's, there's some stability there that that we're looking for. Right. It's like in the midst of a week where I don't know what's going to happen, um, I at least have I could at least have an hour of the week yeah. where I do. And that brings uh, that brings peace. Yeah. So you you you've you what what does Advent look like for you then? That's that's kind of one of your one of your ways of engaging in this season. What does that look like for you? Um, so for me, Advent. Um, so my background is not in any sort of kind of more traditional liturgical approach to church, and so I'm still very much a student of this mindset. You know grew up in a mega church you know we sang hail song every week it's not my not my background um and so i've been learning and i'm still definitely don't feel like i'm enough of a master to give you like a full perfect explanation but what it's meant for me at least is um i have read about how advent is meant to be a season that cultivates uh desperation and longing and anticipation um and it's kind of supposed to mirror how the world was longing for and, and in anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah. Um, and that Christmas kind of delivers what that anticipation is longing for. And so in the same way that it's kind of like a way to spiritually prepare yourself for Christmas so that when it arrives, it hits home in a way that is saying what I'm longing for is the arrival of Christ. And even though Christ already has arrived and we live every day with his presence within us, um, there is still a sense of I can build up anticipation. I can build up um, longing within myself so that uh, whenever Christ does show up in my life more clearly or more pronounced, He's meeting a longing that exists instead of it coming is kind of like a random, uh, yeah, just a random. Arrival. It actually mirrors how Lent prepares us for that Easter season, uh, in the same way that the the Advent is preparing us if we choose to for uh, for Christmas. Yeah, and um, and so there's there's some process, and I, I know it's funny we were talking earlier. Um, 
you know, Tim, Tim was mentioning how his what he knows about Advent is that like the chocolate calendar thing, which is funny because you and I are like we know nothing about, know about the chocolate the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious though. Yeah. Sounds delicious. But uh and then like I know for some, if your church celebrates it, it's like, well, Advent is that we like light these four candles in the four Sundays leading up to Christmas and we maybe do like a scripture reading. But that's like the extent of of how they experience Advent. And um, so are there things that you're doing outside of like a, the church service or outside of, I'm, I'm assuming you don't yeah. do the chocolate calendar. Yeah, don't do the chocolate calendar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe, yeah, maybe now. Good. Apparently we're missing out. Yeah. Um, but so for me, my, I let my daily Bible reading plan be determined by uh, the church calendar. I've got a... Uh, Book of Common Prayer, which you can also access online as well. Um, I'm still actually working on how to use it more comprehensively, but it, it at least has the uh, kind of like this assigned reading plan that mm-hmm. leads you through you know, the major parts of the Bible in a you know, couple years span. And the readings always have some sort of attachment to um, what season you're in. And so being on the a reading plan that is in that incorporates the church calendar for me has been a way to like engage in Advent. Um, another thing that uh, my wife and I are doing together is we have uh, an Advent devotional, mm. and um, the one we have is called Honest Advent uh, by Scott Erickson, and we have spent just about every day, you know finding some time to just pause and read the the devotional um, together and all the every entry is you know tackle some sort of topic within advent or within the crisp the, the you know the the season that leads up to Christmas and so there have been entries on you know uh, what does it mean that Jesus became human there's been ent- entries on uh, the significance that God um, you know, blessed Mary with uh, her pregnancy. You know, there's there's all sorts of kind of themes within the Christmas story that um, have been incorporated in this devotional. And so for me, part of uh, how I kind of incorporate myself into the Advent season is through the scripture readings and then also through uh, devotionals. And I, I try to find devotionals that fit the different seasons um, throughout the throughout the year like I've got a Lent devotional I like to use as well when that time when that time comes and so those are just some practices uh, for me that that help make Advent and Christmas time more meaningful yeah no that's that's super helpful there's um, there's a there's a lot of resources out there to kind of help navigate you through this season um, Advent Advent initially started uh, it's like in the fifth, sixth centuries as a, actually preparation for um, the Feast of Epiphany. Uh, so it's like when you talk about like the, the 12 days of Christmas and like the season after the, the 25th that we celebrate, right? Um, it was, there was a, at the Feast of Epiphany, there were, there were baptisms of new believers at that time. So there really was like a, a time of like um, preparing for that growth and that celebration to take place and what that involved much like lent 
was a time of fasting. It was prayer. It was um, it was asking for forgiveness. And, and it was over the years that it started to develop actually into more of the idea of like not just this growth that was taking place in the church, but um, that we were we were looking forward to the coming of Christ, his first coming, the birth, but then also looking forward in that season to his second coming. Um, and and so what do you do? What do you do when you think about and anticipate um, that God is coming back? Right. You you start to say, like, what does it look like from what is my relationship with God look like right now? Yeah. Right. And that's when you start. That's why we start to take a look at fasting and asking for forgiveness and those kinds of things. But it's because it is a season of like, oh, yeah, no, Christ wasn't just it wasn't just born. Right. That, that like we the where we're heading is to be reunited with God is to be reunited with Christ. This season of Advent is a season to remind us that we still want to pursue a right relationship with God. What does that look like? And so over the over the weeks leading up to Christmas, it's it's very easy to get wrapped up into like this celebratory season of like, oh, yeah, Jesus was born. But it's also a reminder that uh, Jesus didn't just come, but he's coming. Yeah. And and wh- what what do we do in preparation, um, not just for like the coming, the second coming of Christ, but just what do we do in preparation to be in relationship with God that Christ has allowed us to be into. And uh, so that's what I love about that Advent mentality. Like Lent, it it can it can help us strip away all of this excess stuff and really get to the heart of uh, we are we have the opportunity to be in relationship with God. Yeah, I would. Uh... I think one thing I love about Advent that I think dis- distinguishes it from Lent is in in Lent leading up to Easter, we kind of pre- more so press into our uh, suffering and our sorrow right. and like kind of pressing into our equivalent experiences of Christ's crucifixion so that life can burst forth in the midst of death. Um, mm-hmm. Advent is more anticipatory it's more hope driven it's mm-hmm. more of okay god has promised that he will arrive um, on earth and the same way that the wise men you know they were like yes he's finally here he's he's arrived in the way he's promised and that same promise of christ's arrival um, can take place in our lives in our situations um where we have situations that seem hopeless, situations that seem like God is not present within them. And Advent creates that anticipation and that reminder of that there is reason to have hope. Yeah. There is reason to expect Christ to show up. There is reason to anticipate that God will intervene and do something. Um, and that's what kind of Advent cultivates within us yeah. when we participate in it. Yeah. And, and I, I, one of the things that I love, I think particularly about the season we're in right now with just everything going on in the world is how unexpectedly God showed up, you know, that, that people had expectations of what that was going to look like. And that's not how God came. Um, and I think what, you know, when you look at from, you know, being born in a stable to shepherds who were unworthy to be in the temple, being like the first guest of the new Messiah um, in, in God's presence. 
Um, all of those things are things that like, okay, we, we are expecting God to move in certain ways. And then a lot of times, I think that's what, you know, part of the Christmas story reveals is a lot of times God's not going to show up in the way we expect. Um, so what do we do? We, we, we just wait in anticipation to see how God is going to show up. Exactly. Um, and and we're, we try to prepare ourselves to be ready to see that and to experience it. Um, and so uh, hopefully this season, as, um, as we go into celebrating Christmas, as we, we finish up this Advent season, um, hopefully we can find a uh, place uh, space in our time or in our in our calendars in our schedules in our homes um, just to sit um, and look at like just being thankful for God showing up but also um, being anticipatory of how God how are you going to show up now in our lives how are you going to show up in in this whole situation that we see ourselves in now we still um, are waiting in anticipation for God to show up and reveal himself. And sometimes that means re- stripping back our expectations of, of how, what that's going to look like and just say, God, I'm just ready for whatever, however you're going to show up. Um, so just let, let us see it. That's good. Yes. We should, uh, should remind ourselves to slow down. That's right. In the midst of the hustle and bustle this, that's right. uh, this season. That's right. Well, Tommy, thanks. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I hope you enjoy your first Christmas as a married couple. Thank you. Uh, that is an exciting time, time to build new traditions. And, uh, and hopefully for all of you who are jumping in, tuning in with us, um, we wish you a Merry Christmas and, uh, and, uh, and enjoy the Advent season. Um, spend time uh, just in reflection and prayer, uh, this season, um, I think that's been one of the gifts of 2020, hopefully, um, and all of the, the mess that's been going on is um, it's forced some of us to take those pauses on things. And that's been good and healthy um, and just continue to uh, look for how God is going to show up um, in and around you. So thanks for joining in. We will be back in January with podcasts. Um, so look for those in a few weeks. And uh, thanks for tuning in and have a Merry Christmas.